Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> um, I'm going to open with a prayer that we said Sunday morning, which I thought was a quite a good prayer for this week. So let us pray. True and humble King, held by the by the crowd, Messiah, grant us the faith to know you and love you, that we may be found beside you on the way of the cross, which is the path of glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. This morning's reading is Mark chapter 15, verses 21 to 22. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. It has become our family routine that Barbara and I always go to stay with my sister-in-law in Norfolk for Easter. So these last two years have been an exception with the lockdown preventing travel. Near to Barbara's home is the village of Walsingham, where at Easter, pilgrims from all over the country set out carrying crosses and walking to Walsingham. We watch them pass by the house where, where we're staying at. One year, on Good Friday, we went to the Christian shrine in Walsingham and followed the pilgrims walking the gardens of the shrine, stopping at each station of the cross. You can see this, yes. Not bad, a little bit out of focus, but this is the gardens of the shrine in Walsingham. And I don't know if you can see just here somewhere, there's um, a brick place there's another one there and there's some more over here somewhere which are which are all the stations of the cross which are marked out where they stop so the two short verses we have this morning are easily and quickly overlooked as we read on in the story of the passion however the eighth station of the cross is simon of cyrene carries the cross Simon of Cyrene carries the cross. What does this mean for us? As we are told in Matthew 10, verse 38, whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Also in Matthew 16, verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Mark 8. Verse 34 tells us the same. Then he called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And Luke also tells us in chapter 14, verse 27, And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Having carried a wooden cross for miles, Another thing the pilgrims in Norfolk do is walk the Holy Mile barefoot. This is a single track road from Walsingham to the Slipper Trapple, a mile away out in the countryside. Is this taking up your cross? Many Christians across the world 
walk rocky roads or crawl on their knees? Is this taking up your cross? All of this, walking the holy mile barefoot, crawling on your knees or carrying the wooden cross for miles is just penance, wanting God to forgive their sins. When Christ died on the cross for us, he said, it is finished. Salvation is freely available to any who accept Christ and there's no way to earn it. So when you're taking up your cross, know that you are not following a procedure for salvation. Rather, in response to Christ's free gift of grace, you are following his example. That's a blessed privilege. We don't live as slaves to sin. Sin isn't our master anymore. We know this in theory, but we often live like we're at the mercy of sin. As we abide in Christ, we are free to crucify our tendency to serve sin. We turn from godless living to living as God's people. Part of living like sin isn't our boss, is living like God is God. It's natural for us, even when we know Christ, to live like God is not God. Sin is pleasurable. That's why we're urged to turn from this easy habit of living dependent on ourselves only. From last week's protests in Bristol, we see people wanting to live dependent on themselves. They show total disregard for authority, doing what they want rather than following the law. Christ gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. We deny ourselves godless living to live as God's beloved people. We focus on the goal, despite the cost. Ultimately, what taking up your cross meant for Christ and many of his followers was what Paul describes in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, making God's goal their goal, despite the cost. I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the gospel of God's grace. Jesus and his early disciples didn't consider their own lives more important than testifying to the gospel. Paul also tells us in 2 Corinthians of a thorn in his side. Lots of us, like my Barbara, live day by day with constant pain in her leg six years after knee replacement surgery. Is this carrying the cross? As the New Testament writers and Old Testament heroes of the faith demonstrate, there is only one goal worthwhile for Christians, to follow Christ. For you and I, the costs are more probably likely to be awkwardness or tension in conversations with unbelievers, rather than angry mobs trying to silence us. Taking up your cross today, as in all of history, means paying whatever the price is to honor him who is most precious, to step out in faith, to help and serve those in need, and to share the good news of Christ. So let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we want to follow you, to walk where you would lead and travel the road of faithful discipleship. But though that desire is real, 
Sometimes the way is hard and the path uncertain, such that we wonder if we can see the journey through. May we, like Simon, take up our cross and follow you day by day. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.